Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. Okay, we turned three and we looked back and one of the favorite people we ever had favorite was Lila Storch sitting right here, asked her back because she told a story. On our Facebook well, Live. Well, first of all, who is Lila Stewart, yeah, Jody? Yeah, tell us. Founder Lila of Hari Stewart, Mari. who are you? Yeah. <laughs> if you love a flip-flop, that's how it all began. Yeah. Y'all are so sweet for having me. Thank you so much. I'm excited about today. I know. We love seeing um, females rocking it like you. Like you're, you. Ditto. You're a boss, but you're doing everything. You know? Well, right back at you. Well, this is... Valid. I don't know about being a boss, but we are <laughs> doing a lot of things, aren't we, Jones? Sure. Okay, now. Okay, go no, back. I'm so Hari Mari, y'all. I just feel like everyone should know you. I just, yes, let me tell Hari Mari. That is we, the flagship. We're going to talk about it. I drive past it. I love it. I've got my flip flops. I love them. But the story that rings in my ears every time someone's like, What's it like to start a business? Tell me what it is to be an entrepreneur or come speak about the state of women in entrepreneurship. I'm like, Lila Stewart is put the real a deal. Made in China sticker on a hundred bajillion different pairs of flip-flops, a story you told at the slate, like during the pandemic, you came in for the Facebook Live. I think about you all the time. And I just feel like, honestly, you gotta tell us the story again. Cause I don't think enough people heard it. Cause I do think people think, I mean, it Glamorous. looks from the outside. I mean, you've got a flagship store, you guys ship nationwide. You're kind of a household name at this point. Yes. But yet you're putting stickers on things still, you know, like no, not still, but early. Mm-hmm. Yes. I always say to people that there's really not a whole lot of things that are sexy about owning your own business. Yeah. 90% of what we all do is not sexy. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. true. No, it's totally true. It's yeah. totally true. This yeah. is the most exciting thing Jody and I do. This. Yes, this well, is our favorite thing. This is why we do it. I get it. Because it's so fun talking about all these wild things that you've been through <laughs> starting a business. So to your point, Jody, our first week of business was insane we had placed a blind order of twenty-five thousand pairs of flip-flops in march of 2012 and we are so excited for them to arrive we get a call from the customs agent and he's like hey guys your made in china stickers aren't big enough and we're like well what does that mean so we went to whole earth provisions and tyler's and several stores in town and took pictures of other brands and and literally pictures of like with the measuring stick yeah, with their dimensions of with, the made in yes. China sticker okay and that made him mad because he was a new customs agent and he's like no you guys have to come back and re-sticker 25,000 pairs and we're like so they gave us two options you can either come down to our warehouse in South Dallas there's no air conditioning and re- redo them yourselves or we can pay our employees at $20 an hour rate to do uh-huh. it and it might take a few weeks oh my God. and we're like well the latter isn't an option Right. So we called all. friends and family and anybody that wanted free beer, which is like my younger brother's demographic. <laughs> hey, they can put stickers on sticker, too. Yeah, they're sticker. And free flip-flops mm-hmm. and said, we need your help. And Aiden, our daughter, is six months old at the time. Stop. She is in a pack and play. Yeah, she is. In this warehouse, like literally bloody fingers, opening every box. 
every See, it's a bag. I applaud you. Like I, I cannot get the image out of my head. I just think it is the you put a new made in China sticker on two twenty five thousand pairs. Because Actually, this would is that what would that takes. count for yeah. fifty shoes? Fifty thousand actual flip flops. Yep. Yeah, it's what it yeah. takes. You did what it took. Yeah, and, and you had so, some beer. And we had some beer. So okay, I've I've obviously been to your actual office location that was also a pseudo store, but it's not mm-hmm. like a real, real, real store that just mm-hmm. a regular old Joe would walk into. Mm-hmm. But now you do have the flagship, do. which is incredible. Why did you choose to go brick and mortar in an online yeah. world? Yeah. Great question. So when we first launched, which was 10 years ago, people didn't buy shoes from online. That just wasn't normal. You people wanted to see, right. touch, feel, and try on. And so... Anyways, we knew we were going to do our e-com, and we knew we we were going to do wholesale, and that was our business plan. Well, we opened a not opened our office is over near um, in between Fair Park and Deep Ellum. We got the big invite. Shelley held the enormous flip flop. Yeah, the flip flop yeah. that's the size of like your whole body. <laughs> yes. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank like you for that pre- Instagrammable Shelley, moment. Shelley Love it. bench press. Love bench it. Pressed it. And um, people, st- we our warehouse is attached to it. And so people would see our address and be like, what's Harry Mary? What? They're Harry out of Texas? Mary. Like, what's this all about? So literally people started showing up to our office out of curiosity or oh. showing up wanting to swap sizes, thinking it was a store. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, we had to do some construction and we hired some artists to paint some really cool mur- murals on the wall and literally threw flip-flops on the wall. And people started coming. And we looked in 2019 – and looked at our overall business, which 4% of it was done out of our office on Haskell. Like no advertising, no effort yeah. into it whatsoever. People coming in and someone someone on the team just helping them shop. And so we were like, oh my goodness, well, what could if what could we do with intent and a beautiful mm-hmm. space and a beautiful mm-hmm. build out? And um, that's when our wheels started turning at the end of 2019. We're like, we should open a store. And then COVID hit. So yeah, at the end of 2019. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Kind of like us. We opened a co-working space. <laughs> we literally had a year anniversary. And then, yeah, we weren't co-working, were we? No. no. Yeah. Sheltering it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So have you seen an influx? Do you feel like it has been what you wanted it to be? Well, absolutely. First of all, our president spearheaded the build out of it. And the team you hired, they did such an amazing, amazing job. I mean, I was... Well, and that's impressive because that's not actually probably what you hired them for. I mean, I feel like you hired them for your e-commerce brand for these these amazing flip-flops, but not necessarily for a build out. So that's great. It was so fun to watch them bring the brand to life. Oh. Hmm. It was beautiful. So this was, we were talking for like a hot second before, in, through all of the struggles of two years... Mm-hmm. It was just something to have hope for and to look out to and to be excited about, right? I think I mean, we can all relate in saying these yeah. last two years have been rough. Yeah. Right? And so we opened the store May of 21. And while I'm sure so many people thought we were nuts because the c- pandemic was still going on technically, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but I'm so thankful for it because out of all of the doom and gloom going on in the world and the struggles that we all were going through with our businesses and COVID, it was so fun to have that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Something different. And to walk in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what three things have you learned from the last two years? Like, okay, we know it was doom and gloom, but what are the three positives? Like, hey, we can do blank, blank, and blank. Because there will be another cycle. Yeah. Case in point, friends, I was oh, talking dear. to an economist <laughs> for one of my clients, and he told me the absolute recession's coming in. Wait for it, 2024. That's when it's coming. <laughs> um, so I would prefer this will not be our last time that we talk like this and say, oh, can you call Lee? 
Yeah. So what are three positive lights that we could learn as female entrepreneurs or male entrepreneurs, anyone, yeah. out of the two years of absolute <laughs> hell? <Dismay. laughs> yeah. For us, one of our biggest lessons, and it's not that we didn't know it before, but was the importance of our team. Yeah. We all had to lean into each other. Everybody was doing roles that they were not, that was not on their job description, mm-hmm. myself included. When yeah. the everything, everyone was sheltering in place, we could keep our warehouse open. People were out. Our sales team and marketing, we were all filling orders. Like it was like whatever you needed to do to get it done, we were doing it. So just the importance of our team. That's mm-hmm. the immediate thing that comes to mind. Um, being okay with pivoting. Yeah. Being flexible, right? Um, and I'm trying to think of a third. Well, I feel like you had like four in that first one, really. <laughs> yeah, because the team thing, I think it's I think it's and also hard to team. find talent that is willing to lean in with you because there are a lot of people, um, yeah. you know, that are just like, well, that is not what I do. Where's my raise for that? This is not my company. I, you know, some companies yeah. have struggled with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not see mm-hmm. as a chance to learn something new. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm sure some of the people are still fulfilling orders. Probably not. But I bet they're better at what they do because they had fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You know? But you guys are a flip-flop company at heart, but you do all sorts of other things too. Yeah. Are you seeing that blossom? Yes, we are. So our men's business right out of the gates just blew up. And I think that's because the timing of when we started the business, because it's when really the days of suits were dwindling and all these men's stores had to pivot from carrying suits and just casual wear was on the rise. So we saw these amazing men's stores carrying Hari Mario, which kind of became our bread and butter. And then we had this amazing collaboration with Peter Millar. And yes, just yes, kind of catapulted. Yes. Did you get to meet him? Um, I didn't because he was no, – when we started the collaboration, um, he's no longer – and his name isn't Peter Millar, which is so interesting. So who's Naturally. Peter Millar? Yeah. It's just a, it's the name <laughs> of the – Just the name of the company. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I thought there was a guy name. named Peter. He's got good name. taste, that yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he wasn't – the original founder was no longer a part of the company when okay. we went out there and started it. But um, – no, I remember that. I remember your collaboration. Yeah. So, oh, new products. So when we were looking at our business, we started receiving requests from a ton of men to that they wanted us to carry boots. They're like, I love your brand and I want to be in Hari Mari's year round. And it made sense for us to consider it because as a seasonal company, that can be challenging. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so we launched our boots, boots line kind of in the middle of COVID too. So we couldn't really give it a fair shake in terms of wholesale, but it's really taken off. My goodness, this last year, Neiman's picked it up and Orvis picked it up. And oh, well, you donated so- a pair to the slate for one of our giveaways. Like you've been so, I mean, this is what it is. Businesses are people. And we met through the slate and we are so grateful for like all the fellow business owners. And like, I learned the word ecosystem, the entrepreneurial ecosystem of Dallas, but it's real. And we, yeah. we and those boots, they were a big prize. I remember when the people came to pick them up, they were so Well, so here's excited. what I remember. You yeah. remember the made in China thing. I remember being like, we don't know what we're doing on e-commerce or marketing and mm-hmm. sh- how mm-hmm. should we be pushing this slate out at the beginning? Because word of mouth was going great, but it's like, how do we get the random person who does not know Jody or Shelly to walk Correct. in these doors? Correct. And you were so nice. You said, "Well, come on over and pick the brain of our marketing team." Yep. So I did. We oh, I was there. That's when we went yeah, over. Yeah. And we started to learn about lookalike audiences and all of this jazz. And man, awesome. it is a very deep process. It was an education. It was actually like a mind blown. Do we? Can we handle this? <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those moments. But you, you know, I think you're one of those women who realizes there's enough success to go around. You know, there's some people yeah. that have that gift of sharing. Jody has that too. Well, you I do. Oh, I just feel like so. Dallas is such a unique city for brands that yeah. you have to support one another, right? 
Yeah. And I enjoy that. And there were so many times when we first started that, and we're still to this day figuring things out. So let's not pretend to have it all figured out. But you got, you got boots in the store. You're but good. when we when we first started, we leaned into a lot of people uh, with questions and how do we face these hurdles and what do we do and and whatnot. And um, because of the amount of support we had from fellow Dallasites, like paying it forward is one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Right. We will always pay it forward. So who gave you one of those biggest pieces of advice that really you're like, thank goodness for so-and-so. They kept us out of blank or they helped us figure out how do you partner with Neiman Marcus? Because I bet there are a lot of people listening. You're like, well, how do you knock on that door? Right. I had two friends at the time working for Neiman's in their PR department. Mm. And we couldn't afford to hire a PR team in the beginning. So they taught me the ins and outs of PR, who to contact, how to do it, et cetera. And that was huge. Um, thank you, Nicolette and Mackie. Um, <laughs> and that was a big, and then I had a girlfriend that owned a PR firm here in Dallas. Um, Carolyn, love you. So that was, that was the first thing that comes to mind. And you know, you, when you're starting up, how, what company can afford $5,000 a month for PR? It's a luxury. Right. For sure. And that's on the low end. Right. right. I mean, right. it's really those prices have gone sky high. Yeah. And PRs changed so much. It's so interesting, isn't it? Has. It? it really has. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shelly did so much of ours. I mean, the truth is you can't have a lawyer and PR and a market. I mean, you mm-hmm. cannot afford to have every single, you know, outsourced item for no. your, in fact, you can't. Just me and Shelly. Yeah. Shelly and I opened the doors. We turned yeah, on I mean, the lights. Jo- jo- Jody we has didn't even have trademark employees. for everything. Yeah. And yeah. We didn't. I mean, yeah, our our That's absolute awesome. opposite. We didn't really. What's sad, if we're being honest, is we really didn't sit down and go, are we equipped to do this? Nope. We, just we never did that because you're just blind. And this is why people say ignorance is bliss. Because mm-hmm. you didn't know. And thank goodness Jody's like risk management. And I mean that in the most loving way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I'm just like, blow the box up. Let's do a video. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah. But the new thing we might have in common, too, is you have the space like our space brings a lot to life about the slate and you can't really understand. You can meet us. We're great. You can listen to this podcast. We're great. But until you come to the slate, you can't really understand the slate. And I want to hear I mean, walk us through the doors of the storefront that you have on Henderson. I mean, I feel like it's neat to be able to go like a focus group, isn't it? Yeah. Like you walk in and learn more about your brand. Yes, Watch people especially because the company that we hired to build it out, they combed through social media and blog and everything. And that's what they, that was their vision. And I mean, my, the first time I, the first rendering I saw, I, I got tears and goosebumps and you so know, they were good at this. They were great. <laughs> and then the first time I walked in the actual store, cause I tried to avoid going in during every step of the construction process. Cause I wanted to see it in its entirety almost. And it was, wow. in, it was, in, well, it, we also were in great hands with Jake Zapansky, our president. And cause he was there every day living and breathing it to make sure it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And I saw it maybe three times before it was finished from start to finish. And I walked in and I just couldn't believe it. I, when I think about it and I know we're sitting here and there's no video, but um, yeah. I, I literally could start crying thinking about it cause it was just beautiful. And mm-hmm. my level of gratitude and it was like just one of those pinch me moments. Yeah that we had something so beautiful in such a great location and that it was ours and just special, really special. We and didn't I, have chairs, so I said, Shelly, pinch me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shelly, we did so many things. The night before we opened, we didn't, we yeah. were just cleaning up trash. We were doing our best. Oh yeah, Jody it, and it I went out. to like Home Goods the night before this place opened <laughs> because we didn't have stools and stuff. And then we bought all these stools. We were so excited. We were like, these are like really a good buy. They look so real. And they were like, oh, 
how do we get them in the car? And it's legit like almost midnight. And we we're trying to oh, fit yeah. these eight, stools in the car. Eight bar but stools. you know what? It'll be one of my pinch me. We, we did laugh. We had so much laughter in that instead of getting frustrated. But one of the things I feel like I'm hearing from you is delegation. The fact that you only walked in yeah. that joint three times. Like you can't do you, trust. Yeah. I've how heard. do you delegate and just know that other people have got this when it's your company? In the beginning, I really struggled with it. Like the first probably five to six years of our business. And it, it just hit me. You cannot scale unless you delegate and trust your people. And um, we just have some amazing team members that allow me to delegate and I can trust that it's get, getting done right. Um, but it's a hard lesson to learn because you can't do it all. And so I'm sitting here jokingly talking about, not joking, I was serious about only walking into the store a few times before it was finished. But that's because I'm like running around with my pants on fire handling a million other issues mm-hmm. right. That, right. That, that are under my domain and my responsibility. Um, so I was, I was able to do that. But our team, again, back to our team. Um, but I hope, and looking back at all of our shenanigans and stickering and <laughs> yeah, filling I mean, orders, sticker, you name yeah, it, stick- like setting up trade show booths that broke and fell on top of people. I mean, the list goes on. I'm just mad at myself that Jeremy and I haven't kept a diary about all of it. So I hope you two do because oh. it would be hilarious to, to make a, write a book. Like you've got to with all of your stories. Well, this is sisters. our diary. It's a verbal you know diary. It's, it's kind of oral is. history of the slate. You know, I have <laughs> thought about this for our kids who like think we're kind of like, I don't know what they actually think about what we do, but um, we'll be able to listen to all these COVID stories and, yeah, you know, their through. grandkids will hear our voices. Hi, kiddos. Yeah. Hi. Hey. <laughs> but, I, but two, for people to understand, because you can say it, but it's one thing when you're talking about it in detail, like literally the blood, sweat and tears, because mm-hmm. yeah. that is real. Well, I never did a baby book, so we have to rely on the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I do feel like if you just ask me sometimes in the abstract, like what's people do this to us, they ask us to, ask us to speak and you can go blank real fast too and not even mm-hmm. remember because it's just what you did every day for so mm-hmm. long that it's hard to remember some of the highlights and mm-hmm. sometimes the lowlights are a little easier, mm-hmm. but then you don't want to talk about some of them. <laughs> I mean, some I mean, of them are really hard. Yeah. Thanks. Like, geez. I mean, I've learned more than I wanted to learn about about anything about a facility. Yeah. I know where to turn the water off on the slate, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you Mm -hmm. for my house. But I can tell you here because a pipe exploded in my face and BCG was doing a a full-blown like offsite, like hardcore New Yorker BCG, very professional with a client. They're post-it notes all over the team building room. And this pipe explodes in my face. Jody's driving home from Colorado. I am at the slate. And it starts flooding, absolute flooding. And you know what our members did? Our members helped and they took their jackets off to help absorb the water and all this while I'm screaming, trying to figure out how to turn the water off. But you know what? We cleaned it up with a mop and BCG never knew. Yeah. So there's that. So where do you guys want to go? It's from? all smoke in here. So yeah. It is. Fake it till you make it. It is. That's what I used to okay, say. Okay, two beginning. quick questions because yeah. we try to keep yep. these to twenty. Number okay. one is, name. you know, people always say you're, you know, you're flying the airplane as you're building it. Mm-hmm. Are you still building the airplane while you're flying it, or does that go away? Oh, we're still doing all the things. Okay. Oh yeah. So this doesn't end. It doesn't Check. ever end. And scaling. You mentioned scaling. You can't scale without delegation. What does yeah. that mean to you? And what does that look like for y'all right now? Scaling. Yeah, what's next? So we just hit our thousandth retailer like last week. Wow, congrats. Which is really fun. Um, We're two weeks away from launching with Urban Outfitters. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, and then also we just launched with Evereve, which they just opened their first store in Preston Center. They have mm-hmm. over 100 locations. So we have like this crazy momentum from a wholesale perspective, like accounts that we've wanted, Orvis, I mean, accounts that we've wanted yeah. to work with since we started. So there's that because we're just, we have an amazing list of independent stores across the country, but mm-hmm. we're hitting our stride with great majors. So that's part of um, this scaling that we're talking about the store. Um, we plan on opening more. Oh, we have, I was, was going to ask. <clears throat> I don't know how many. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I I think we have two that we'd like to do in the next year. We're looking at um, Nashville, 30A. Mm, um, you will kill 30A. Yes, yeah, yeah, some fun locations in the southeast. And then really just con- continuing to grow our e-commerce business um, and becoming less of a a Dallas brand, a Texas brand, and those mm-hmm. are our roots and that will never change, but really wanting to become a national flip-flop brand. And I feel like we barely scratched the surface, if I'm being honest. I feel like we've got so much so much more runway. And thank goodness you do. Yeah. Because you're yes. killing it now and you're yeah, going to just keep growing. We're so excited to watch Take your flight. success, honestly. Take flight. Well, yeah. Likewise. And, yeah. Likewise. and thanks for coming in. I just wanted to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Jody's been talking fun. about this for weeks. Oh, yeah, She's like, and then what are we doing after that? Are we all like going out? <laughs> no, joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> we love you. Okay. Slate, Slate it. it. Thank you, ladies.